Yeah. Don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> staff kids. Staff kids. <laughs> so, yeah. So, staff kids. So, anyway. No, not like Aaron's staff. <laughs> to, with two A's. Um, but, yeah. Being a staff kid, it ha- it d- actually did have some good sides and some but it definitely had some bad sides too. Mhm. So maybe look at the bad stuff first and then end with the good stuff. Okay. Okay. So, but also the thing to remember is like not every place is the same. True. So I don't think our experience being staff kids is going to the, dis- totality is the same of staff kids. As mm-hmm. other people, you know, there were some things and, you know, and you always have to look at things too. Like if, if you have a bad experience somewhere, um, I think it's important to be honest that it was a bad experience. Sometimes people want you to not judge. And so they'll say, well, you shouldn't be judging those people. Judging. Mm. That was something and I wanted to talk about at some point. Here people are. judging you. Judging you. Well, why you always got to be judging? Me? Why are you always judging me? <laughs> um, that there's there's a balance between um, identifying something that was not a good situation and then being judgmental about it. Mm, so right. sometimes when you're wanting to, when you've been through a bad experience, you do need to talk about it in a sense to try to process through it. Um, mm-hmm. For f- several reasons, sometimes some of it is just so you don't turn around and do the things, the exact same, same thing, the s- right. same things that you learn or doing the, to other people, or the things that people did to you to other people. Yeah, and and just being able to move on and right. recognize what you know, what things were good, what things were bad, and so sometimes when you, I guess you have to be careful though who you talk about it with. You know, and Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that when you're talking about it, you truly are processing through it and it's not just a gossip fest, you know. Let me tell you about this horrible thing. Yeah. So. Let me tell you a story all about hell. Yeah. (laughs) This person messed up my life real now. (laughs) 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 So. Right. um, And the thing is, too, is, you know, when we talk about stuff, we're not sitting there saying, well, if I was in charge, it would be like this, you know, because a lot of people when they're, you know, put in different situations, they, you know, looking back, they might look back and go, yeah, if I could do that over again, I wouldn't have made those decisions. So, so when we're talking about some of the negative stuff where it's not to make anybody look bad or put people down, it's just saying this was some things that went on and it just wasn't good. wasn't healthy. Um, that you move on from that. So, you know, one of the things, um, that was like a negative experience for me, um, was the expectation for the staff was to be available at a phone call, just at a phone call or text. Drop Um, everything. Parents had to drop everything and go do something. And, um, when it was something where maybe somebody was in an accident or, you know, somebody needed help with something, 
that was fine. But when it was something where it was like a meeting about something that wasn't life altering and it was like three hours long, you know, so you're sitting down, you're sitting down to have dinner, you know, and all of a sudden there's a phone call and your parents have to leave and they're gone for like three hours and they don't get back till like 1130, you know, Yeah, it's it gets frustrating. I mean, and that that was not like a one time thing or sometimes they, you know, never came home from work, you know, until late at night because there was some meeting that that lasted forever. And so there was a lot of times where, um, you know, you were, you know, just hanging out, waiting, waiting, you know, for mom and dad to come home. Um, And then just. Just seeing the constant, like, you know, the phone would ring, and they're like, oh, where's my phone? i got to have my phone. got to have my phone. You know, or would text, you know, and they're, like, having to be attached to it because All right. if they... Never know when you might get a call. You might get a call, and if you didn't answer within a, a certain time frame, you're in big trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was, you know, that was hard hard to watch you know and it's and it was kind of upsetting because and it was it was very conflicting because um you you look at it from the standpoint of well yes god comes first so then you're like oh well i need to have a good attitude about this but you know sometimes people can make the mistake of equal you know putting God equal with the church or church equal with God, I should say. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been a lot of people that have mentioned, you know, looking at the Bible, God created the family before he created the church. You know, God created right. Adam and Eve first. In and, fact, um, he created them to be his family. Yeah. You know, he yeah. created the family was kind of his original idea. Yeah. So... Um, so since then I've learned that, you know, church does not equal serving God. And so, um, yes, sometimes, well, oftentimes when you serve God, he's going to have you serve in the church. But if it's stealing all your family time, then you got to like look at it again and go, is this really right? You know? And again, yeah. there are times where, you know, God's going to ha- deal with you to take care of something that's going to pull you away from some family time in one situation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, if somebody's, you know, somebody's sick in the hospital and they need somebody to be there with them, well, that's an appropriate time to right. say, hey, guys, we're going to put this time together on hold so we can go be with these people when they're in distress, you know. Right. But if it's like a constant thing and it's things that really could be taken care of in a different manner. Um, And I also, I have a different perspective too, because I also eventually was on staff. So I, um, I was there for some of the meetings and then found out (laughs) these were, what what happens at these were the meetings that you got to see it from the flip side. Yeah. And see that really there were a lot of them that, took away time from people that didn't really need to, you know. But don't you dare miss it. 
Yeah, but everybody had to be there. And a lot of times it would be stuff that didn't apply to them, you know. And so that's where some of that frustration was. And you have to work through it and, again, say, okay, looking back, you got to have that balance of, you know, making sure that where you're serving, you're following the Lord's leading and not just following the um, push of, well, I've got to do whatever this person says, you know, I got to serve at the church all the time. Serving the church is equal to serving God. No, serving God means at some point you're going to serve the church. It's kind of, you got to kind of look at it backwards. Right. It's like, um, Jesus talked about, and I think we've may have mentioned on the podcast before, but talked about the people at the the end of time, they're going to say, Lord, Lord, you know, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do all these you know, great things in your name, you can say, you know, away from me, I never knew you, you who work iniquity. Not saying that those, all the people who are serving the church are that way, but he's saying there's some people that they've dedicated everything to serving the church and they didn't know God. They didn't right. know the Lord. They were serving the church. You have to make sure that you know not only that there is a difference, but what the difference is between having that relationship with the Lord and serving the church. Because if you serve the church, you know, the whole world might think that you're doing something great because you're serving the church, but if you don't know the Lord, it doesn't make a difference in the end. You've got to have that relationship with God. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that, like, Jesus didn't want people casting out devils. Right. Like, that yeah. was something he said to do. But it it wasn't about that. It was more so about people who didn't put God first and put all these other things first. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. It does kind of remind me a little bit when we first moved down here. Now, things are are different now, but there were times when my parents would they would do things for people and they would they would end up staying late, not like a meeting necessarily, but they would, you know, if someone um needed this or that and it's not that they it's not that God didn't want them uh, helping people, but but there were times when it took away family time, and times where I've been like, well, you know, maybe maybe that wasn't the time right then. And because sometimes it, it it proved out that the person really didn't care about the Lord at all. You know? Yeah, that was definitely frustrating sometimes. But um, thankfully, uh, my parents actually they looked and they said, okay. Let's look at this. Let's look. What does God want us to do? Not, yeah. not, oh, what, who, who has a need? Because mm-hmm. it's it's easy to look at people who say, well, who has a need, and and fill n- needs. You know, there's a lot of needs in the world, but the question is not, are there needs? You can always find a need. The question is, what needs do does God want you to fill fulfill right then? Mm-hmm. Yeah not giving out of compulsion it's um uh, uh i want to say i should know this i think it's second corinthians nine or mm-hmm. s- am nine i on the right track something. i want to say it's nine seven i have to look at or seven nine something like that it's nine until i just don't know the verse yes nine seven or let's see I'm trying to see if i can find the rest of it um 
Yeah, Second um, Corinthians nine verse seven: Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. You know, in other words, what's in you know, and and it's a little bit different. I said what what God, you know, is asking of you, but to the point of not giving grudgingly or of necessity. In other words, oh, there's such a need for this because there's such a need. I've got I've got to do this. Well. Is that something? Is that something that you want to do at the goodness of your heart? Is that something God's placing on your heart, or is that something that it, you feel this like nagging from other people, someone trying to convince you this is what you need to do? Yeah. You know, Sometimes and that's where the difference try is. To, like, try to control you and put on like their like their sad face. Oh, poor me! I you know need this, and they're just trying to like mooch off of you. <laughs> you yeah. know, it it kind of gives me the um kind of reference to our, our last week's podcast we talked about the gospel bill show and they talked about one about uh walking in the real kind of love and there was this character named uh t.w tutwater and he was this one character's boss and he he's a you know supposed to be an ungodly person he finds out that this character went to church and he heard this sermon about uh walking in love he says oh did you well i'm gonna give you an opportunity to practice that he's like why don't you you know feed me my favorite snack why don't you shine my boots and and work overtime without pay and he was doing all these things that were you know causing that he was just trying to manipulate him and he was thinking oh out of compulsion because this is you know this is what walking in love is you know and it's not that you're not supposed to do things that um are inconvenient sometimes, or even if you know they're trying to manipulate you, but not because they're trying to manipulate you. You know, Jesus talked about if they ask you to go one mile, go with them two. Going that extra, you know, the extra mile is probably where that came from. But <laughs> not letting a person manipulate you, where some people try to say, ooh, you're, you're a Christian, huh? Well, if you're a Christian, then you should be doing this, this, and this. And it's like, well, not, if that's not you know, you point the context out of if God has told me to do that or not, you know, yeah. looking at it blanketly and trying to pull you to do what they want, not actually what God wants. Yeah. So that's kind of a little divulging, I guess, off of staff kids, but it's it's a valid yeah. thing that happens when you're on this, that happens to staff members that, you know, oh, this is something that I've got to do because I'm on staff as a, as, you know, on this church, I have to serve the church and you know a lot of times as the kids you the kids will have are affected by that you know because of what the parents are doing at the church i remember a lot of times emily was like our our babysitter or a, mm-hmm. a cleaning captain was one of her uh, titles she get whenever we had to clean the house she was one in charge she told us what we had to clean yeah so not that that's <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know i always thought she, i always called her bossy which not that she is bossy she just Looking back on it now that I'm a mature adult, I see that I was probably <laughs> took him twenty something years to finally figure out that I was twenty not something bossy. years. Oh, it was slightly, slightly less than that. Like okay, more like fifteen or sixteen. Fifteen years. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you know that was one thing. You know that was hard. I think uh, another thing too is just dealing with the expectations, and there's different things. You know, sometimes feeling like people expected you to be perfect because your parents were on staff. Um, and by perfect, you know, just like not making mistakes also, you know, being full of faith. You know, I remember, um, you know, I was kind of just having a hard week and somebody was like asking me like, Oh, how are you doing? And I was like, 
I'm making it, which really for me was like as much faith as I could muster. Cause I, and I thought that's a faith statement. Like I'm going to make it this week, you know? And they kind of looked at me like, like that was negative. And I thought, Oh my goodness, that was all I got. How dare you not be over the top? (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, that's what I got this week, you know? Um, but just feeling like, um, you had to be perfect. And also, you know, for me, some, and I think I've mentioned this before, but some of it was self self induced, but just feeling like if I made a mistake, that was so bad, you know, whatever. The whole thing's gonna come crashing down. You well, know? if I make a mistake and then my parents get in trouble, you know, like I could like ruin my parents' life because I made a mistake. Oh right. You know, yeah. just feeling that pressure that because you know, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm on staff, so if, or not, I'm on staff. I, but my parents are on staff, so um, anything I do is a reflection of the church staff. And so then if I do something wrong, and then, you know, so I don't know, it was just a lot of pressure. I just remember right. feeling a lot of pressure with that to just, you know, be perfect. Yeah. So for, for me, I kind of, like I said, I wore kind of like a badge of, like, courage of honor. Like, I thought it was, like top stuff because my kids here because i was a kid of you know someone on staff because uh you know knowing sometimes uh like what was going to be the children's curriculum or whatnot you know one time i was able to the teacher one time didn't know where the communion verse was and because my parents were on staff i was able to take a guess at it and they're like oh how'd you know that i'm like ha 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 you know <laughs> so i kind of had a i had a i had to take a readjustment period from that realizing <laughs> that i wasn't all of that even though i thought it was at the time you know but, yeah so, I know for me, the hardest part was we had to be there like an hour early or something like that. And like, so we were there at like seven. No, not seven. Well, we were there. Depended at, on what day. Yeah. They had, they had a couple of different well, seven services. Well, 7.30. You had to be there an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. Before okay. service started. So like 7.30. So in the morning. So we had to like yeah, leave probably by like seven. Mm. We had to leave it by like seven. And so that was kind of hard. At one point, we lived like well, half an hour away in like yeah. not mountainous terrain, more like hill hills and curves, mm-hmm. which is bad for me. If I didn't eat enough in the morning, that proved to be a problem on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. but it was well, interesting. Well, it was two services too. That right. was the thing, and services were like two hours, two and a half hours long. Well, the first one was only like an hour or something. It got cut short because it had to be done in enough time for the for second service. The second one was, was longer, and your parents are on staff, so you have to be there for both services. Right. So, um, so you're, there you're for like the, the first hour and one there and, first w- and the last one to leave, and you're like there for like five hours probably. Yeah, you're there from like 7, 8 o'clock until at least 1 o'clock, sometimes 2. It's kind of interesting because you're usually one of the first people in kids' class, but otherwise, as soon as the teachers are there to take kids in before it starts, you're there because the, your parents have things to do to help the service run, and so... Yeah. Like sometimes it'll be like, oh, who else is left in class? Oh, it's all of the staff kids. Who their parents couldn't pick yeah. them up yet, right? Or sometimes you had like parents who were in other classes, 
So sometimes right, like, like teachers had to be like, okay, well, we're going to trade kids. I'll get my kids from your class and I'll bring your kids from, <laughs> right. from my class. Yeah. yeah. So it's the thing sometimes where it's like, it, it was okay if, uh, if your parents were teaching the class you were in because, you know, it, you were the last ones there, but you weren't holding anyone. But if someone else was teaching, you know, which kind of made me think of like another, you know, common thought that I'm sure a lot of, you know, staff kids and, and it, anyone in ministry, you know, of like wondering what it's like to, because you're, because you are there so early and you are there from before everything starts and after, after everything is done, um, you know, which became kind of a staple. I think I'm kind of used to that standpoint of being there when everything starts and wait till everything's done. But, mm-hmm. you know, the question of sometimes you go, I wonder what it's like to, you know, just, you know, it's the thing of like where you put so much into it where you need to be like, you know, need to put something in to fill yourself up because you kind of wonder what it's like from the different perspective of just, you know, getting in and walking into it and enjoy the service, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, a, it's an odd thing for me because I'm not as used to walking in and enjoying it and enjoying is not the right term, but, you know, receiving. We talked about that, I think, mm-hmm. uh, one of the earlier podcasts of you actually need to not be so distracted by what you're doing to serve that you need to receive, you know, but that's definitely a struggle of, yeah. of like, you know, wondering what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think on a positive side of being a staff kid, um, I think it, it makes you really appreciate um, what it takes to run a church. Um, it take, mm. Especially um, a larger yeah. church. Um, it takes a lot of different people doing different things. And so you kind of get that inside view into things. Um, and just seeing um, all the hard work that people put in to mm-hmm. help uh, keep a church running from... Because we have like things. a bunch of staff and several volunteers that lots, also lots, like help. Volunteers, yeah. yeah. Tons and tons of volunteers every week, you know, right. helping out with stuff. Yeah. Which I think came a, a blur for me as a kid, it being the age that I was, not understanding the difference between a staff kid and a volunteer kid. I think they kind of <laughs> mesh. They start to blend. They start to blush when you yeah. know them well enough because, you know, they experience a lot of the same things, actually, that a staff kid would because, mm-hmm. you know, well, if they're a volunteer's kid and they're running the front desk or they're, you know, they're teaching a kid's class, well, they have the same thing of as soon as they can, they're in the class because their their parents are teaching the other kids class so they need to be in kids class as soon as possible you know so they experience some of those same things even if their parents are on staff they may not be getting paid to do it but they're experiencing the same issue because their parents are also giving their time yeah and i think another thing too is uh, especially like as once you know as a teenager when you're at the age where you can start you know kind of getting involved and volunteering um had a lot more opportunities just because i was there all the time you know my parents were always there so oh, yeah, i could you. i could volunteer every weekend you know like I you had, didn't have mm-hmm. to wait till you could drive to show up right i like, had right. you always my parents were, were always anyway. going to be there early so it wasn't a matter of oh i can't get to church on time or whatever i was always there so i had right. opportunities to you know volunteer and in, in the uh praise and worship team and the um the children's the children's was my my um main thing that mm-hmm. i volunteered in but um, i volunteered in the uh, children's praise and worship yeah. i don't think i did any of the actual classes i don't yeah. think but um so that that's also something you're kind of you're there you know so yeah. you um you also kind of get the inside scoop of cool events that are coming <laughs> so you know when things are happening um 
So that's, that's fun. And again, like I said, when there's big events like that, you know, you're able to volunteer because you're, you know, your parents are there. Um, and you know, you just, you do form a bond with, you know, some of the other staff kids or volunteer kids, you know, the ones that are there all the time, you know, especially, um, for a while they, they kind of let up on it later, but it used to be, you had to wait until everyone had to wait to leave until, uh, the pastors left. And so, but sometimes if they would meet with somebody after service, you would be there waiting a long, long time. So while you're waiting, you know, you kind of get together with the other staff kids and you're all just hanging out waiting for, waiting for the clear that, you know, everyone can, everyone can Oh yeah, Ninja. That's a, that's a, like, it was always a fun game, but it's a really intense, it's a pretty rough game. I, like, I don't like that game. I don't know. I I always liked it for whatever reason. And I feel like every time I play, the rules are different. People change. That and it's like it's an evolving yeah. game. No, no, no! You didn't. Like, you didn't. No, I didn't. you didn't do this. Well, no, you flinched after, and I'm like, Ugh. it's like Mother May I, where it's <laughs> what is the point of this? Yeah. Game? I don't know. I must have played with really good people where that wasn't as big of a deal. But there was all kinds of. There was one that was that didn't last very long because it just all it did was inflict pain. It was like foot ninja where instead of trying to slap oh, their hand, yeah. you tried to stomp on their foot. <laughs> it, yeah, it, that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds funny until you play it. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's especially if someone's not wearing the right kind of shoes. Like I can't play it because I'm not. You know, I'm wearing open-toed shoes. Like oh well, sorry. You know, <laughs> like. But that one, I only remember doing it once or twice. I don't remember it being a regular thing. Yeah, I think that was only like a few times. See, the game that I like that they probably can't ever bring back is Red Rover. Red Rover? Yeah. I feel like kids today, like even back when I was a kid, even. Well, there's a high risk. Some people would like run fast, but like some, like like the, the. Foot Ninja is the perfect Foot. example of like, <laughs> oh, let's, you know what, let's take this game and make it painful. <laughs> right. So, like, right. that seems exactly. to be a, you know. Kids running into each other, what could possibly go wrong? So, I feel mm-hmm. like if that was a popular game today, like, there would be many more broken arms and it just wouldn't mm-hmm. go well. But yeah. it was, the I game? remember playing that growing up and it was a lot of fun. I love that game. A game that I kind of remember people would play. I don't think I played it a lot, and I was never really good at it. Hacky Sack. Yeah, I, I remember know. that. I I don't think I was ever good at it either. I, don't, I never had my own, but no. there were people who could like keep going forever and ever and ever. But I mean, not literally, because otherwise the game would still be oh, going. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. there's one person they're still playing right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> on live stream. <laughs> 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 They've been playing for 25 years. <laughs> Still going. Live stream on the Guinness Book of World Records uh, <laughs> .com. No. Yeah. Totally kidding. They have uh, one of those backpacks that they fill uh, with a with protein water, shake. Right? <laughs> Still get. They're still in their in their in the same outfit going. from 15 20 years ago. They're just still going. <laughs> no, that game again did not make sense to me. I'm like like how do you win? You're like, well, you don't win. You just like you, you, lose, guess, you, you lose, get the most. Not lose. If you like keep it going for the most times in a row, I guess you kind of win. But I don't you know. You win like, by being the last. I person. It wasn't was the last competitive enough for me. 
Well, I thought there yeah. was like a weird variation where they would like send the hacky sack around right to like the next person. Mm. It's like a circle or something like that. Where yeah. they're passing it to each other. It's like hot potato, but they're kicking it and it's a corn sack. Well, no, mm. you try to not break the streak, so you have to be like the last person oh. to not break the streak. Yeah. Mm. It required too much athletic ability, which those who know me know it's it's not that I don't have any, I just I don't have much of it. Not without some more practice. So, uh, but um, another one I really liked was uh, was uh, statue. That was a that was a fun Sunday school game. Had no one else. I know. That one? I don't know. I uh, I found that one really hard. It was a it was a ploy by Sunday school teachers to yeah, find ways to keep their kids still. It was you, you'd say one two three statue and you have to freeze and if you moved you were out. I think that was yeah. like a way of like all these kids are getting rowdy, so let's play a statue. Let's get them to be quiet and still. But, <laughs> it's like what you smart, use once but. they're old enough to catch on about the quiet game, <laughs> which they usually catch on to yeah. that by about four. Because it requires some they're skill. Like, nah, it's not worth it. We're not trying to blow the lid it's off of really all the Sunday school anymore. teachers that have yeah. used this, but kids it don't listen work. to what we're saying. The quiet game and statue are fun <laughs> games. Or I like statue. I just not know. your teachers just trying to get you to be quiet. <laughs> the key yeah. to winning statue is start with your eyes closed. Otherwise, you're gonna get in trouble because as soon as you blink, you're out. Thumbs up, seven up. That one was a good oh. quiet. It was a good game to get kids to be nice. quiet. But they it was actually they didn't know that's what you're doing. Like that one, they wouldn't even figure it out. That one like, was did actually you know entertaining. That? Did you know that? Why was, that's why we would play that game. Looking not, back not on completely. it, it makes sense, but I don't think I understood it at the time. No, yeah, that it was kind of an entertaining game, though, except for the fact that you have those people who would always pick each other, yeah, and and you always knew. So like the same seven people are up there, but otherwise it's fun. Yeah, it's been so long since I played it. I really actually don't remember generally how it works, but I don't that's know. okay. Everyone, put everyone, your head you close down your eyes and, and put your thumb up and someone would touch it but i don't remember there's there's like seven people and they go around the room and like touch your thumb and then if your thumb was touched during the the thing you you get to go up and you get to guess who of those seven people touched your thumb gotcha Mm -hmm. okay and then if you if you guess them then you have to or then you get to go and be the person who puts everyone else's thumbs down. Um, gotcha, okay. And so if you're the person up there, you try to pick people who won't guess you. Like people you don't know or something yeah. like that, you know? people you don't know. Uh, doing girls is nice because at that age, girls, uh, girls usually pick girls and guys usually pick guys. And so, so if you're a guy and you pick, if you pick if you, a girl... Gotcha. They have they, no idea. Unless you like cram the thumb down and then they figure that well, it has yeah, to be that, a guy that. because it hurt. But if you're yeah. if you're nice to them, mm-hmm. they'll never so, get it. So you, you were know, one to employ strategy, I see. I you know what I, I, did I that realized? Like once, I think. That's not a good social distancing game. <laughs> 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 that, that is not. So, touching, touching none of these are actually none of them are. ninja <laughs> duck duck Hack, goose. Hacky sack, kind of, because you're not. Except everyone's touching. touching it. Well, you're touching it with, your, with your, your foot. foot though. Mother, may I? That's about the closest you can get to social distancing. Simon, Simon says. says yeah. Simon says. That's a good yeah. social distancing. Hopscotch. 
Yeah. Does everyone really everyone's play, touching does anyone the, play that? The anymore? Yeah, they stone. don't they touch the stone anyway. Everyone touches the stone, maybe not. Hmm. Hot potato is definitely a horrible. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> Quiet game though. That yeah, one there works. We go. There we go. Uh-huh. Quiet. Statue. 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 Okay, that's Social distancing game. Just saying. See, there you go. There you go. Sunday school teachers, if if you're still meeting, you can social distance with can use statue in a quiet game. And Simon uh, says. And Simon and says. Simon says. Let's see, I don't know. I'm trying to think any other good social distancing games. I don't know. Kickball? No. You know, I'm thinking of a game. This was at a different church, but I'm like, no one would. There's a lot of games. I I had the privilege of growing up in the 90s, so there are a lot of like Sunday school games in the 90s that would not be used now. One of them being Chubby Bunny. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So um, if you're unfamiliar with that one, it's where you stuff as many marshmallows into your mouth as possible. And still are able to say chubby bunny. Looking back, it probably wasn't a good game. And I don't, I, I think somebody choked. I don't know if they died or, but I think, but definitely somebody. Really point is, no, but they hazard. definitely like, like they majorly choked on it. So it's really not a good game to do. We do not recommend chubby bunny. No, uh, but, bobbing uh, apples was that the name of uh, it? That one's probably not good for yeah. social oh distancing. That's pretty good in a healthy season. When there's not a pandemic, <laughs> I won't play that game. That's nasty. But though, actually, what they did at this other church is they did bobbing for spam. They had a big tub of milk, and they put <gasps> spam, and they had to bob for oh, spam. Oh, that is so nasty. The other one That's they awful. did, this one, oh, I was man. like, I remembered... Um, they, it was a game that was called Adam and Eve Race. And they would have a guy and a girl each bite on one side of the apple, and they'd have to race to the back of the room and race back. I do believe also, it's not, not social, quite good for and social distancing. I, no. quite how that story, like, I mean, it's how the story went, but it's I, I remember because right I was like raising my hand to play the game, yeah. and I didn't get picked, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I saw what it was. I was like, ah, gross. <laughs> I'm like, nope. Because nope. the point I was they bit into the apple and bad things happened. So like, anyway, yeah. I know a, of a good game the the game with the uh, egg and the spoon where you go uh, back and forth. That uh, it's not a good social distancing game. Well, they all got to touch the spoons. I guess unless you have your own spoon. Oh, a disposable spoon. Get, get a disposable spoon. spoon. There you go. Okay. For some reason, that's what I pictured. You don't have to touch the egg, spoon. but they have to get within six feet of each other. And then you can't, like, give the person a high five at the end, you know? No. No. Air hugs for everyone. <laughs> there you go. Uh. All right. Well, anyway. Well, I'm not really sure how much time we Simon spend, says we're out of time. <laughs> Simon says <laughs> wrap it up. But uh, anyway. So anyways. Close out with... Uh, Word of prayer. See you all. I, okay, I always say see you all next time. I hope no one's actually as honored out by the fact that I say that as I sometimes get. But yeah. no, just me. I, I'm not audited out by it, but. Cool. Audited? Audited out. <laughs> Don't question the king's grammar. <laughs> not that I'm a king, but there's a VeggieTales reference for anyone who caught that. But anyway, okay. We can close out with a word of prayer.
Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you that we uh, gave us this uh, good podcast today. I pray for all of our listeners that you would protect them and keep them safe, Lord, during this uh, this time that uh, that you would use this time that they'd be able to grow closer um, with you, Lord, um, and just to get to know you better, and that they would be totally safe and um, until we come come again and far beyond, Lord. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, if you um, want, you can leave us comments. Uh, if you have a question for us that you'd like us to answer, um, or you on. can, if you want us to answer yes. on on the podcast, I on, should say. yeah, on YouTube and Facebook and and you can comment Radio. on Heart Radio. I, I found out. Yes. Uh, no one's done it yet, but you can if you want to. Um, or you can email us at three, the number three, PKS at IABound.org. That's I A B O U N D, right? Yeah. Dot org. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can you can email us your questions if you want us to to um, answer them. I, on I the think podcast. there should be a W in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> hashtag coffees. <laughs> In case it gets edited out, that's a reference to an earlier part of the conversation. <laughs> uh, the pre-show. The pre-podcast. The pre-PK podcast. Anyway. Like tongue twister. Pre, Pre-PK. Pre-K is on a podcast. Pre-K is on a podcast. <laughs> three pre- No, three, that's, that's, pre, that's kindergarten. Or no, no, preschool. That's pre-kindergarten. Pre-kindergarten. Preschool. Hence pre-K. Anyway. Anyway. And you can also listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, um, iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and we link to it on Facebook. And we link to it's it on not Facebook. On did, Facebook I mi- did I miss anyone? I don't think not I that anyone. I know of. Anyway, and you can listen to us there, or you can tell your friends, or you and can, they can listen, listen to, to us right there. Where you're listening to us now. Yeah, there you go. If you're listening to this, you've probably found somewhere you can listen to us. <laughs> so <laughs> you found somewhere you can listen to. Have you found your favorite platform? We don't know, but it's okay. Simon says, see you next time. Stay awkward.